Why do I sound like a robot? Domo arigato, Mr. Wow. Time. Oh, <laughs> this may present a problem. Okay, we're live right now. Dope. Well, take over. I'm getting out. I'll come right back. Sounds right, good. Baby. What way to start us off? Fantastic start to the WLR reunion. So I'm the Andrew Bellow. I'm usually not the first voice you hear. But then again, the first voice you hear is usually not a fucking robot. He's still a robot. I knew it. This is not a glitch, people. This is an exposure. Billy That's Ray right. Valentine is a fucking robot. He's Making a lizard robot. What is he a, a robot? No, is he a robot of a lizard man, or is he a lizard that made a robot? Oh man, of a, of he, a man. He's he's a robot that identifies as a lizard. Whoa. Okay, that makes a lot more sense actually. All right. Anyway, it's Lizbot. That's it. It's WLR. It used to stand for Wednesday Locker Room. It it appears to still stand for Wednesday Locker Room, but I don't know. Are we are Wednesday we Lizbot? The Wednesday Lizard Robots. What's going on, people? <laughs> Here on uh, on live on YouTube on the PW Hustle. Hopefully Billy Ray can join us. But uh, I'm I'm the Andrew Bello. It's a sour B. That's a it's another name you can call me Andrew Bello. Just don't call me Andy. Here comes the comments. Anyway, um, <laughs> so while Billy Ray's figuring his shit out, obviously I am not alone. I am here with the main event himself, and he comes to us from the island of road by way of the denver airport standing at six feet 6.6 inches tall weighing in at an unbelievably svelte 666 pounds all biceps he is the master of the massive memories the connoisseur of the colossal kajungas and the hunker of you Hooters. Yeah, it's still Triple H. He's sexy. He's stranglery. Strangler. Steve. Kay! <laughs> wow. <laughs> Boom. Got a good one out for wow, you, too. Wow, man. Thank you. Thank you, buddy. That's, that never gets old after all these years. And how many years have we been doing this now? Even though it's been a while. It's been a minute. It hey, he's back. Is he still a lizard robot? Let's hear from you. Billy Ray Valentine. Can you hear me? <laughs> now he's a fucking mute. <laughs> Fantastic. Care. What are you saying, pal? It's been a minute. There it is. It's he's been a minute. What is going on? Excellent interview. Of course. Excellent intro, of course. By oh, you could hear it. Okay, good. He, he's doing his thing. Of course I was listening. Hell what do you yeah. think? I do two things at once all the time. I just haven't figured out how to split myself and do it. But I, I'll figure it out. Then but while I was, I was shifting away from my robot persona into uh, Billy Ray Valentine, I was listening to everything you did. And, of course, he introduced the man. That's the me. legend, the Striz, ladies and gents. What's up, buddy? How you doing? How's it going? Hey, I'm doing great. It's the summer of Striz on Hamid Media Group on all platforms. <laughs> right, right. Summer Striz. Locker room all, all, all summer long, baby. At least I'm going to try. And I'm doing these every Wednesday. It's going to be a great summer. We're going to have lots of fun talking about all the stuff we love to talk about. Not just wrestling, but whatever is going on out there in the world. Could be cons conspiratorial stuff. It could be whatever's happening on 
SmackDown, for goodness sakes. I don't know why anybody want to listen to that, but still, <laughs> we might still talk about it, regardless if anybody wants to hear about it. But uh, it's great to be back with you guys. It's been it's been a while now. As everybody knows, we have our group chat, right? That never goes silent. Right. But like it's but it's, it's been a minute since we recorded one of these. And uh, I don't even know if people we had ever told anybody the very last Wednesday locker room that we recorded. Right. When we pressed the off button for recording, what time was it? It was eleven eleven. That's and right, and that's the truth. It was. And, and it we, wasn't it, on purpose. We didn't. Right. We weren't aiming for that. It was just serendipity, and it right. was just an amazing thing that what <laughs> the, the closure we had in that moment was just amazing. But uh, right. but we're back, back again, because we just can't get enough of this shit. So right. tell a friend. But for those of you who don't know, we are the 1111 boys right here on, uh, you know, uh, the PW Hustle Networks and, of course, over on Hameen Media, the Wednesday Locker Room. Now, it's been a bit since we've done this, but like Striz says, it is the summer of Striz, and we're going to try to get them all done throughout the summer and maybe beyond that, you know. But we got some stuff to talk about. What's up, Bells? Oh, hold on. I didn't introduce Bells because I turned into a robot. That's true. The bop, bop. <laughs> you were exposed as a robot. It's yeah, I was. Ex- you yes. exposed yes. me as a robot. You know, you never do me any freaking favors. No, no matter, no matter how long it's been since you and I are on the same airwaves, you always find a way to throw me under the bus, bells. Okay, and but why did you have to tell the people that I am a, a, a robotoid from Russia? <laughs> now, uh, regardless of that, um, he is uh, the god of thunder, the doctor of thundernomics, ladies and gentlemen. The Andrew Bello. What is going on? Say what's up to the people. Hey, we'll be live here every Tuesday night at 10 p.m. Eastern, right? And we will go on the podcast over at Hameen Media uh, the next day, Wednesday uh, uh, at some point. Uh, What's up, Bells? How you doing? Say what's up to the people. Yo, I already said what's up to the people while you were uh, off glitching. Uh, But nevertheless, (laughs) yeah, I'm... uh... Happy to be back, man, of course. And, uh, and I see we got people in the comments already. I see Jay Reezy Min was in before Striz was even in. That's how in that motherfucker is wow. in tune with the WLR. So, yeah, it's uh, awesome to be back. Awesome to have people watching. Awesome to be here on the PW Hustle YouTube channel. Right, man. What's going on? And and shouts to my dude, A-Track Brown and the Professor Chabella Vela Cruz. And we're going to uh, try to pump out a PW uh, Hustle episode on Sunday Lord willing, let's see if we... Is it Father's Day on Sunday? I don't know if it is. Or next Sunday. It's next, next Sunday, all right. So that won't happen, but this Sunday, odds are that it will most likely. I want to start off with the hot takes, ladies and gentlemen. Because I have been, you know, I have some time now. I've been going through Instagram, and Instagram is like the library of Alexandria. Everything, <laughs> everything comes to light on Instagram. And I was just, you know, looking looking through, and, and the knowledge was hitting me in the face. And someone out there, some some scholar, next level Babylonian mystery school scholar, came up with the theory and was able to prove it that Brock Lesnar has beaten every black WWE champion there is to beat. Now, there haven't been very many black WWE champions. This is a new occurrence, ladies and gentlemen. It's happened in the last five years, probably, or six, uh, if you include The Rock, maybe a little bit longer than that. So The, the Rock was the first, and he lost the WWE title to Brock Lesnar, right? Then Kofi Kingston gets the belts, and he lost the WWE title to Brock Lesnar. Then they handed it to freaking, who was it, Big E? And he lost the WWE title to Brock Lesnar. And then they gave it to uh, 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 the Dominator, what is it, Bobby Lashley, whatever. The Almighty. The Almighty. How dare you, sir. Who back in the days when we were doing WLR was having an affair 
with uh, uh, Rusev's wife. I flew to London. <laughs> <laughs> that was crazy. I was thinking about that the other day when when we were talking about it and, and we were speculating that Vince McMahon still had a thing for women having sex with black guys and be like, that's Vince's stupid idea. That's yeah. why he did this. Um, anyway. Uh, Get me jungle fever. <laughs> and the dominator or whatever, the, the almighty has lost his belt to Brock Lesnar again. The Andrew Bello, I know you've been thinking about this since I've sent it to you. And you've been mauling it over in that brilliant mind of yours. And I want you to tell me what you were thinking. What's up? Uh, my first thought was, wow, that's kind of funny. Uh, <laughs> but my my second thought is, I think people are looking at this the wrong way. People are looking at this as some sort of, you know, white supremacy. Brock Lesnar's just like a big, scary, you know, abominable white man and all this sort of stuff. And, man, I think I think when you when you break it down. Really, at the end of the day, in order to get the belt off of one of the WWE's black champions, you need to call in Brock Lesnar. There is there's if he if these guys were losing the belts, the fucking, <laughs> you know, like to, 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 you know, Joey Janela, this would be a problem. All of a sudden, like people would be rioting in the streets and rightfully so. But in order to justify a black champion losing the belt, you have to put them against Brock Lesnar. Otherwise. People are going to freak out about, oh, he lost to blah, blah, blah. And then, yeah, Biggie loses to Sami Zayn. Yeah, you all love him now. You would have burned that motherfucker at the stake a year ago. Okay, get out of here. I totally agree with you. You need to have these people lose to Brock Lesnar. It has to happen. So uh, here we used to call, uh, um, what is it, Zach Zaber Jr., the colonizer. Uh, uh, I forget why exactly. But, um, now, uh, 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 Brock Lesnar has assumed the title of the colonizer. He's beating all the black WWE champions. Uh, who's next? Uh, who else has the potential? Steve King has been, has been calling uh, since the very beginning. If you follow WLR, he's been uh, following the, streets, the Street Profits. And he said that one of them would be the WWE champion. And he's clearly right they're 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 already making you know a push to have this dude be a solo star will he win the wwe title and lose it to brock lesnar at some point that's <laughs> what's going on hey, yeah i think he'll he will uh definitely montez ford from the street promise will definitely get that singles push one day yeah uh and i do think that there's going to be room for him to have a good run as a champion uh i actually would have thought they would have started the singles push already but that has not happened yet which i'm not really sure why they were hanging on to the uh, tag team thing because it looked like they had you know a little lightning in a bottle with old Montez, but they just haven't pulled the trigger yet on that. But I'm gonna debunk the Brock Lesnar thing with one name. <laughs> you know who that name is? No, no idea. All hail King Booker. Mm, okay. See, he did not lose. But he wasn't a WWE champion. champion. Well, you know, but it. It was a it was a world champion who was a man of Doesn't color count. who did not lose to Brock Lesnar. Okay. You know, I, I I have to say, I mean that, that that's that's a good argument, Striz, but I I have to go with bells on this. That that is the Ajace, uh second tier title that he had. You know, they that's they right. never put the WWE title on him. It's the equivalent of the belt that Seth Rollins is walking around with right now. The second place uh, participation the runner up title. Runner-up, uh, yeah, a title. I can't beat Roman Reigns. Therefore, here is this. So yep. let's 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 go over to that. Anybody in the chat that has anything to say about uh, the Brock Lesnar deal, let me know. I will bring it up. 
Brock Lesnar, the colonizer. But but uh, uh, Seth Rollins is walking around with this new title and we haven't spoken about it. Right. So uh, they've introduced this title, which I, I, do, I don't know. It, it baffles the mind because uh, Roman Reigns already had two belts. Right. So I was like, well, why did they do this? You know, and I initially got triggered off the bat because you know how I feel about the entire Cody Rhodes thing. And I'm still very hurt by that. I haven't recovered physically or mentally from what I saw at WrestleMania. (laughs) Right. So I'm sitting there looking at this and I'm like, automatically, this is a title made for Cody Rhodes. This is what they're going to do. They're going to give it to Cody. But no, they have him losing to Brock Lesnar right now. And of course, they're going to give him the rubber match. Right. Uh, Cody's going to win that, and and who knows what happens. Maybe he'll win money in the bank and get the WWE title. We can talk about this later, right, and 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 see where that's going. But, uh, you know, Seth Rollins is the world champion. I at least wanted a good-looking belt out of this. And, and I don't know. I can't reconcile my feelings about this belt because of that huge logo in the middle, which really screws it up for me. But mm-hmm. beyond that, it still feels like a pedestrian second place runner up. Here's this title because you couldn't beat the main man. And we want you to defend it because the main guy is taking all this time off. That's how it feels like to me. I'm going to the Andrew Bello and then I'm going to go to Striz. What's up, Bell? Yeah, I think the belt is is very disappointing. And it's not so much that there is a big logo in the middle of the belt because all belts pretty much are a big logo in the middle of the belt. The WWE Universal title is a big logo. Like in the whole belt is the logo. So it's like it's fine. It's fine that they want to put the WWE branding on it. But they it felt like they just took a copy of the old gold, big gold belt and just right. slapped a WWE <laughs> logo in the middle of it. And that's just ridiculous. It's just like putting a sticker on it being like, this is ours now. It right. was yours for a long time. We all like at this point, no one really I don't think even, you know, I why you might associate it with WCW. It had a long history in WWE after WCW closed up shop. And um, I, I don't know. It, it's weird that they're making a third belt. I just it makes me wonder how long until we have like a fourth and a fifth belt, how long until Roman Reigns has all of them. And, uh, you know, like if you're going to create a third belt, Roman Reigns should eventually have the right to fight for it. No. Why? Why wouldn't he even be right. in the mix? Right. Yeah, sure. It's a raw you know, title, I guess, technically speaking, but does that even matter anymore? There's just, it's a digital world, guys. They're just, they, get, <laughs> they can just like poof, be on a different show at, at any time. Totally agree. And 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 uh, th- that's the way Steve King would book it. I, I remember when we were talking about it at WrestleMania and he goes, I would book Roman Reigns to go over. And I'm like, Steve, what the hell, man? And then what <laughs> happens, right? Roman Reigns goes over. So if Steve King had the book, Roman Reigns would probably beat Seth Rollins and have all the belts and just walk around with him. And you know what? There would be something to that that would be kind of cool at this point. But um, I, I don't know what they're doing with this, right? It's it's uh, And how long it's going to be around for, right? Like, you know, they, they've just been creating belts and doing away. It, it cheapens the thing, in my opinion. I don't know. I'm a purist sometimes about this stuff. What's up, Stridge? Yeah, I, I'm with you on that. I'm a bit of a purist myself when it comes to championships. If you really want a strong lineage and you want something that has some years behind it and some just, uh, if you want to phrase them as WrestleMania moments, but those huge like moments in wrestling that you'll always remember, like when the, some good guy who's been chasing the belt for six months finally gets his comeuppance and gets to be the champion that WrestleMania and, and the fireworks go off and everybody leaves happy is what we all want with storytelling. And, you know, it has an ebb and flow and, you know, 
the, every now and then the baby face slips on the banana peel, but eventually he kind of gets the win and we're all happy about it. But when you do stop and start championships for what appears to be no particular reason, it's just they don't want Roman to lose it right now. It's it's already coming in, like you said, as a secondary title. And uh, it's like it's like uh, the consolation prize belt. Right. And uh, they needed to have something on Raw, but they didn't have anything on Raw for, with the championship for almost two years. Right. The only singles belt for the men on Raw was the U.S. title. But it made the U.S. title actually mean something more right. than it had been as this, just a tertiary title. But having it on like guys like uh, Almighty Bobby Lashley and him feuding with um, Austin Theory, who got over and won the belt and is having a great heel run with it, this is how you make the stars of tomorrow. You need to get the young guys in the mix, and you need to get them those spots on TV. So for the last several months, he's been able to, you know, be braggadocious, and he's all jacked, and he's, you know, uh, John Cena at WrestleMania, and now he's going to be he, – they could have plugged him, you know, the only singles champion on Raw for the last however long, and you know, could have really made something out of that, but they end up have, bringing in, you know, the uh, – like you guys had said, like, the big gold belt that Ric Flair had, but just now it has a few lions on it that you really can't see on TV. <laughs> you can see him in a picture yeah. if you look at it like a picture, but you know it's 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 the big gold belt with a W slapped on the front. It really looks like they put no thought into it. And if right. they put no thought into that, they put even less thought into the new undisputed universal belt where they take both of Roman's titles away and give him one belt to consolidate it. And that that is probably the most laziest stuff I've seen in WWE ever because. They've had that network logo title uh, on TV now since 2013 or 14. Right. So we're getting close to the 10-year mark of seeing the same title, and it gets a little boring. And I always thought it was exciting. Like when Hulk Hogan was having his initial run as WWF champion, he won the big green belt from the Iron Sheik. Everybody remembers that classic scenario of Andre the Giant pouring champagne over Hulk Hogan's head with the big green belt in Madison Square Garden and the big yellow locker room behind him. And, you know, then he had like those two different versions of the little silver belt. And then he had the one with the nice world picture on it. And then eventually the classic winged eagle that stayed around for 10 years. Every year, Hulk Hogan was the champion. He had a new title belt. And it kind of like signified like, you know, you know, these milestones in his career. And then they would do that when it became like chapters in WWE, like the winged eagle represented like the Federation years. Then the one that came after that, which was known as the big eagle was known as the attitude era. So every era has had its own championship, but these, the ones that they have now, they're just so non-memorable. They're not exciting. Everyone has the exact same copy, but now I hear there's rumors are going around as far as championships go that um, both of the women's singles titles are going to be turned into um World Heavyweight Championship and Undisputed Universal Champion, and they're going to be smaller versions of what you've seen the guys now have with their brand new belts. It's going to be the same thing with the women's belts, a smaller version of the Ric Flair gold belt, a smaller version of the Universal belt. Rather than having their own classic designs where they stand out on their own, they just it's just, it's just absurd in my opinion because I think something like a championship belt, the more beautiful it looks, the more prestigious, and it looks uh, like classy and looks like something that someone would want to fight over and proudly wear. And, you know, they turn it into like, you know, a Kmart toy where I understand the whole thing about branding, but there's also such a thing as overbranding your product. And that's something that WWE has been guilty of for probably the last 15 years is overbranding where, you, you know, you hear the word WWE during their own show, 
countless times, you could make it into a drinking game and none of us would be sober after uh, one hour of Monday Night Raw. <laughs> For real, man. And and then they, they unveil Roman Reigns' new belt and that was the most underwhelming moment in the history of pro wrestling, bro. <laughs> Like, we were sitting there. My son is looking at him. He's like, yo, they, they have a new belt, Dad. And I'm like, really? I'm like, oh, my God, I can't wait to see this. And I don't know why. I yeah, had, why? Right. I, I don't know why I had different expectations. I don't know why I felt like this was going to be something dope. And then it's the same freaking belt, just in gold. And I'm like, what is right. that? I love gold. <laughs> what did you think of it, Bells? Did you see it, that, that uh, Roman Reigns' new belt? No, I actually haven't. So I'm no, looking to the same thing in gold, like uh, literally the same is. thing with gold all over it. The yeah, gold background. It's just right. a black strap with a gold background, and the diamonds are black on the W. Okay. It's, 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 Fair it, was, it was a mess. Not a drastic change then. All right. There's obviously. no change. Like the freaking Twilight Zone, brother. It's, it was nothing. It's like no change. They could have well, taken one of the belts and props and just in 15 minutes have, have made it, you know, it, it's just and that, it's completely that, uninspired. That may be how it all went down, honestly. Probably. <laughs> you got somebody back there with like a Do pen, like with color and shit. Yeah. <laughs> Can you color this in gold? Thank you. Thank you very well, much. Who knows? Maybe, maybe they'll go different with the women. Like I, 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 maybe they should make the belt look like a butterfly or something like that. I think that <laughs> well, would be, yeah, they haven't done that before. Yeah, right? they No, it's never oh. been done. Maybe contact <laughs> Jeff Hardy and see what he can do. Yes. What type of design he comes up with. Tapper Clapper in the chat says, a great heel run, question mark. Theory is garbage. I, well, I, I, I don't. And, and I want to get to everybody in the chat, and we're going to shout out everyone in, in Steve, Steve King's uh, shout out list. We're going to do all that today. Um, so stay tuned. But um, I, I think Theory is fucking fantastic. I love Theory. I mean, yeah, I, I know. I, I, people, people hate him, and maybe they're supposed to. Uh, yeah, he's a heel. <laughs> <laughs> Come on! I don't, I don't want to like my heels. I want to like them. <laughs> Tell you me something, like Strays. He's probably doing a good job. Tapper, you're allowed to your, have your opinion, man. That's all great, even if it's wrong. I mean, it's you're welcome <laughs> to put it out there. Right. But people said for years that Roman Reigns was a shit worker and he can't get it done. Mm-hmm. While he was being the best worker in the Shield, and while they were getting tons of heat on TV, but people will say, "Well, that's not the guy. He's not Daniel Bryan, so I don't like him." Mm-hmm. But Hey, just because he's the best looking guy, or just because he's the biggest guy, and just because he's the most marketable guy, a wrestling fan will go, I don't like that guy. He's way too commercially successful. Right. I, I like my wrestlers to be short, fat, and ugly, which, by the way, would have made me over as fuck. But, uh, you know, <laughs> it's just people don't like Austin Theory if they don't give him a chance. Trust me, in the next 10 years, that kid's going to be the new game. I mean, that's just the, oh, yeah. simply Absolutely. the way it is. He's a, he's a fantastic worker. Right. And he's a great heel. He gets tons of heel heat. And, uh, you know, he's doing everything he's been told to do. And, by the way, if you're a guy who likes Sami Zayn and Kevin Owens, uh, they're the ones that are coaching that kid right now, by the way. Wow. So. Um, Montez Ford and um, and that kid are going to are gonna main event WrestleMania one day. Um, God, I, I, <laughs> God, that's totally Austin Theory possible. Will have his, <laughs> his share of main events. Who did you say yeah. he's going to work? Uh, Austin Montez Theory, Ford. Montez Ford. Montez Ford. Right. <laughs> it could happen. You never know. No one thought Shawn Michaels, when he was one of the midnight rockers in AWA and he weighed 180 pounds, right, right, was going right. to be a main eventer at WrestleMania. Right. No one thought when Bret Hart came in and with a Western cowboy gimmick in WWF in 1984 that he was going to, you know, be in WrestleMania main events as the world champion. You know, ah, it's just time develops people and they become who they are. And 
Some guys get it, some guys don't. But for the most part, when you have the right people in your ear and the light bulb goes off, you know, you, you just hit the races and, you know, you're off making money. And there was a smart guy. He, he started off with in the Indies. He spent a lot of time there. He learned a lot. Got to NXT. Learned under all the guys he's supposed to learn under. Was paired with Seth Rollins for a good year, especially during the beginning of COVID. He wasn't quite catching where they wanted him to be. They brought him back down to NXT. They put him with Johnny Gargano for a year and a half. Started to really pick up the business with that, was just, which was great. Now he's got Sammy and Kevin in his ear. And you've seen him get better and better. His matches are really, really good. He's not flubbing spots. He looks like a million bucks. Hey, you know, and uh, he's just, he's just, unfortunately, if you don't like him, you might want to try to get another television hobby or, you know, get into <laughs> Big Bang Theory reruns or something like that because he's going to be on your TV he's gonna for be a yeah, he's very, gonna be very, very long time. I think that kid is really good personally, man. But but I can I can totally agree and relate to his analysis, to Steve King analysis, Steve King's analysis here, because you know, um, for forever, like here in the PW Hustle and in WLR, I am the best looking guy. You know, I, I am I am the, the you know the most you know talented. Everybody hates on me because I'm so damn good looking. Right. You know? right. And, and 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 I have to. Okay. I have to, you guys were supposed to you know hate on that, but they're agreeing. So because they're my friends. Hey, you brother, know? you're the one true Spanish god. <laughs> And you get the BX on lockdown. We all shit for it, probably. But no, absolutely, man. I I really think that that theory is the dude. We go back and forth with this with 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 uh, with track and other people. But I I really like theory, so it, it is what it is. Well, um, who do they say is going to be the man? You know what I mean? Like, who's this next face of the company? Everybody agrees with you. Uh, and 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 Montez Ford. He's he's the clear guy in my opinion. I, you were up on it before everybody else, but I think everybody's catching up to that at this point and saying, like, this is probably going to be. That the- happens when you're a visionary. Right. <laughs> I'm used to that. Exactly. exactly. And that's a burden I've been carrying for a long time. Man, I know, I know, I know. But um, but um, but it's a good Strangler burden. Strangler the white, buddy. Strangler <laughs> the white. Or the gray. The, the summer of Striz, ladies and gents, man. Yeah, so uh, absolutely, man. Like, um, I, I think that dude is great. But beyond that, um. Bells, give me your thoughts on it, and then we'll, then we'll uh, move on to something. Yeah, a little bit on theory. I mean, I I, I hate him, which I should, right? Like right. all that stuff. I I think he's I think he's a perfectly fine performer. I think he's kind of you know dare I say it because you know y'all know I love him so much, but he's kind of Miz esque. If you were to like mm-hmm. sub out the real world slash you know like all the little bits of fame that the Miz had rolling into wrestling. For like actual athleticism and the ability to do like a bunch of crazy shit and flip flop all over the place, like it's kind of he's got a potential to to do a lot of things. He uh, has that annoying aspect, like you he, said, like the yeah, Miz. Yeah, he sure. does. Now, I mean, the Miz has been able to do it for like twenty five years because <laughs> whatever the fuck he's been doing it at this point, because he's you know he doesn't work anywhere near the crazy kind of you know rate that that theory can and and will do from time to time so uh we'll see if that holds up long term but yeah no he's annoying as fuck he's great as a heel i don't know i don't know if that like is gonna translate to a good face because the kind of heel he is isn't like he's not a cool heel like he's not like an anti-hero right cm punk kind of heel he's kind of like the correct heel he is the correct kind of smarmy douchey like you want to see him lose no, well, yes, you want to see him lose, but as far as that ultimately translating to him being a good babyface, like a lot of guys kind of get there because you get to the point, like the Miz almost did to a certain extent, yeah. where you just love to hate the guy so much, you just start to love the guy, right. and right. I, I don't think this angle for theory is is how that happens. So no, I'm but I, I, I where he gets there, he'll be able to get there. Maybe not right away, 
I mean, that's some, that's 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 some multi-layered stuff right there. With yeah, and that's not how everybody becomes a no. good babyface from being a good heel. I'm just kind of I'm, I'm just, interested to see his journey. And a note on the Miz, he hasn't aged a day for a guy no. who's been wrestling full time for 20 years on television. He still looks terrific. He's still in great shape. He looks like um, he looks like he's 30 years old. You know what I mean? Like he hasn't missed a step. His matches are good. He had a great match with Seth Rollins like three weeks ago on Raw. It was fantastic. I was telling my yeah. wife, I was like, this guy really overachieved in life. Oh, like, my. he really freaking did. Like, he, he was just the most annoying guy on the planet, and he's still kind of yeah. that. Yeah. But he's a, a, a millionaire, WWE Hall of Famer, two-time WWE champion, <laughs> Mar- married to Maurice. I mean, it's incredible yeah. what, it, what the guy has done. What's up, Bells? What were we going to say? Yeah, no, the, the the Miz's greatness knows no bounds. It's uh, but the, he had that match with Ricochet a couple of weeks ago. He was doing fucking hurricanes right. and then flopping all over the place. He just wanted to flex on everybody and let them know, like yeah, I could have been do doing it too. for exactly. the last twenty years. I just didn't, which is why I'm still doing it twenty and years like, later. After he did a springboard, he landed and he goes, "I just did a springboard." <laughs> it's like, of course you did. You know why not? He was and beating was Michael Cole to it. So yeah. a track just brings up LA Knight, whom I love, and my kid loves. This guy is is incredible on the mic. In my opinion, I don't know how you guys feel about it, but I love oh, he's great. LA Knight. If and I know he's a bit older now, but so freaking what? I think this guy can be a player, and he can get people uh, behind him, or he can make people hate him. But he's a cool heel. He's one of those heels that you love to love. I love this guy. Give me your thoughts on L.A. Knight, uh, 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 Bells, and then we'll go to Steve. Sure. Uh, L.A. Knight, I see track here, kind of fantasy book, and L.A. Knight beating Jay, who would beat Roman. Uh, I, I, I just don't see that happening that no, way. But here, here's what I will say is mm-hmm. that when Cody Rhodes becomes the champion and needs a heel to go up against, like that would be an interesting pairing. Just, but I mean, kind of from a stature and, and experience standpoint to a certain degree, but also just LA Knight because he's kind of the cool heel, like almost challenging Cody's newfound coolness in a, in a sort of way would kind of be an interesting dynamic there. And I, I don't think he'd take the belt off of Cody, but he'd be kind of a cool one, or, you know, one of the first couple of feuds for Cody when he gets the belt. I want to talk about Cody and, and is he going to be able to sustain? Keep me honest because you know me, I'll forget. So I, I, I do want to talk about Cody, but, uh, L.A. Knight, what are your thoughts on L.A. Knight, Steve? Well, I, I think his biggest sin is that he made his name in Impact Wrestling and that'll forever be a stain on his name in WWE. Right. I feel like the office already doesn't like the guy because he is able mm. to get himself over and has been able to do that no matter where he's worked, whether it was with Championship Wrestling from Hollywood, whether it was like Major League Wrestling, Impact Wrestling, or WWE, or NXT. He always gets people to kind of get behind him, and that's because he has a natural charisma. He looks fantastic. He knows how to work. Uh, in fact, I, I feel like at this point he should be he should be a babyface because he is kind of a cool heel, but he, like he doesn't always just wrestle babyfaces. Right. So it's, it's strange to kind of just throw him in there with whoever. And um, if they let the guy just go and be natural talent, he he in the next six months be like a guy who's like you'd want to see like go against Walter for the Intercontinental Championship. Right, right, right. In my opinion, because you know he's got the size, he's got the cred, he's got the years behind him where. He, if you saw him work 20 minutes with Gunther, you know, you wouldn't say, ah, what a work. You'd be like, well, that was a hell of a match. They like, right. the shit out of each other, you know? Right, right, right. 
What's up? What's up? No, no, I'm glad you mentioned Gunther because we were talking about them adding a third title. Like Gunther's been running shit with this Intercontinental mm-hmm. title. It itself is already more meaningful than this new World Heavyweight mm-hmm. title. Oh, agree. And they, instead of leaning on that, they had to just go and create right. a new title. They could have put Roman on one show, Gunther on another show, and let yep. baby faces just keep running at him every week and falling short. That would just, that'd be a great show. I'd watch SmackDown every week if that's just right. what it was every yeah. week. Um, but yeah, it's uh, it's it's sad. But you know, I the, think what it's going to come down to in the, in the not so distant future, but certainly not anytime soon, is title for title to merge the belts together. I would love to see Gunther with the World Heavyweight Championship versus Brock Lesnar with the undisputed Universal Title. Mm-hmm. Make them into one title once and for all because. When you see Gunther work, you're like, God damn, he manhandles dudes. And, you know, Brock Lesnar does it too, but in very contrasting styles, where Brock Lesnar is like a, a brawling guy, whereas Gunther still keeps it scientific in a way. Like, he's lots of chops and strikes and stuff that can also get on the mat and just tie you into a pretzel. And I would love to see them just have, like, the chin-to-chin face-off, you know, sat, you know with the profiles, like, going side-by-side, title for title. I, I, I'm... If you booked that to WrestleMania, I would be happy, happy to give you my money. <laughs> I'd love to see that too. What's up, Bells? I see. No, no, that'd be great. But yeah, Walter, I mean, Walter is just, or Gunther, whatever the fuck. He's, he's just, a, he's not only is he killing it, but the whole Imperium gimmick has kind of yeah, come dope. with him too. And uh, yeah. I mean, it, this is me speaking from somebody who's been sparingly, po- you know, poking in every so often to just kind of get a, a peek at what's going on. So I'm, um, but the whole gimmick with the with the jacket, I just picked up on that recently. That's it's it's a it's, it's magic, a really right? good, it's a really good package. The whole yeah. thing is just fantastic, and, and the fact that he's been running shit is just it's awesome. I mean, it, it, it's one of those things. Like a lot of people say online, like I mean, when you come through the NXT, you coming through from the Indies and all that sort of stuff. As as he did, a lot of guys, you know weren't willing to put in the work you know and and there's a lot of guys that we can name over nxt that just weren't willing to do it and walter did every bit of the work that he could have possibly done i mean look at the guy he's half of the man he was but still managed to maintain that like larger than life uh stature it's 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 been impressive man he's fantastic even more ferocious than he was before yeah he dropped like a hundred pounds and he looks he looks older so it's like he doesn't look like a big kind of scary baby anymore he's right yeah he's not punchy at all yeah the the, the whole gimmick is such a throwback to me i'm sorry Striz. go ahead ahead. no well i was just gonna say that bella who used to do the nxt and nxt uk podcast that uh you know here you're saying you love the the whole imperium business the whole the trio there, uh, rumor has it going to be adding a fourth member with Ilya Dragunov pretty soon. Fantastic! Give me all the Eastern Europeans. Throw them in there. Even so though they used whatever. to have that guy Wolf. Uh, Wolf, what's his name? That used to be uh, Insanity. He was one of the original members of Imperium and NXT. Then. Oh, he was in there at one point. Yeah, Alexander. Either, I don't think they got to the main roster with him. I don't think he lasted very long after that. But from what I heard, uh, Alex uh, uh, Dragunov is going to be. A fourth member to that. All right, so let's That's let's cool. um let's branch over to AEW real quick, and then and then we're gonna give you the five second warning because we are going to talk about Monday Night Raw. Nobody here really watched it. I think Striz might have watched Monday Night Raw from top to bottom. I, I saw did. bits and pieces and bits and pieces, and Bell's didn't watch any of it, but it never stopped us from reviewing Monday Night Raw before. <laughs> 
so we're gonna do it real quick you know although it's kind of the opposite i was usually the one that sat through every second of it striz was like i may be on tape delay by the time we started and yeah, then you know and, and, and billy ray didn't watch it at I didn't all watch, I, there was just a point where i didn't watch shit anymore and i would just sit down I'm like okay monday night raw what, what went on here okay it sucked most likely um <laughs> so but uh but no we will we will go over a little bit of monday night raw but i, I do want to talk about AEW, and i heard striz with Hameen on uh, on the Friday locker room over at HMG and on uh, on uh, what is it called the uh, Channel Attitude, right? Yes, yeah. With with Russo, um, with Vince Russo, and you guys were talking about how they had sixteen titles on television. Seventeen. Seven freaking team. This is crazy. This yeah. is this this is crazy. Something needs to be done because. Everybody's walking around with a champion. Then everybody's a champion, so nobody's a champion. You know, when is it special at this point? Um, Seventeen titles on one show. I do want to talk about CM Punk and his return and how it's going to affect the locker room if it actually matters, if it's going to move the needle. But I do want to talk about the eight million titles that everybody's holding. My trigger in AEW is Orange Cassidy holding that belt. It pisses me off to 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 the umpteenth power like i i can't i can't stomach it and he puts it in a freaking book bag and take i don't get the gimmick i don't understand anyway <laughs> whatever let's talk about it i don't know how much you've been watching aw uh um uh, bells bells is the smartest and wisest out of all of us so he probably doesn't watch and has divorced himself Bingo. altogether right um but uh, i'm gonna go to you anyway what are you thinking? Have you been watching? They're, they're walking around with everybody has a belt. Yeah, they called me the other day to show up and gave me a belt just in case. I have it right here. <laughs> that's that's fantastic. But no, I, I I was curious. I heard about the 17 belts. I've got comments on that. But when you said Orange Cassidy has one of them, I was curious. Is he holding it so much as he maybe just kind of dragging it behind him? But no, he figured out the backpack gimmick. Efficiency through laziness it is a lifestyle although it's not a particularly interesting wrestling gimmick for more than about six months anyway um getting back to the 17 belts uh you know what the 17th letter of the alphabet is billy ray (laughs) (laughs) yeah baby i'm going there go ahead and go there let him know what's up my boy elon has been talking to his boy uh whatever the fuck who who tony khan over there and he told them to slip in the QAnon reference because obviously Elon's Q. This is the newest theory I've heard, and I'm I'm all in on I'm this. One. Let's do all it. in on this one, baby. I'm, I'm with it. <laughs> He's QAnon. <laughs> Makes sense to me. He's been QAnon all along for some reason. <laughs> Stris, what are you thinking, man? Seventeen. I know. I, I know you said it on 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 uh, on the Friday locker room, but go ahead and rehash for people. Who well, I, that's the first I heard about the Elon being QAnon thing. But yes, almost, I, I, almost I, I, almost, I almost shut the internet down for the week, but we had to do WLR. So <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, that, that, it's kind of interesting. It's an interesting take. Um, as far as the belts go, yeah, it, I mean, I'm the biggest belt mark I know. Well, at least I thought I was until Tony Khan came along. <laughs> I don't understand the, the 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 necessity of having that much on TV in a two two hour show. I mean, and like Hamid said, they haven't even debuted their ladies tag team titles yet. Like, what the hell is he waiting for? Wow. Was, you know, it's just it's just an, it's just asinine to think that anyone's going to think that they matter. When when I was a younger kid, like around twelve, thirteen, and I was trying to catch up and like trying to figure out NWA wrestling. I was already a fan of WWF, but we didn't get NWA in my area. So the only way I got to see it was in, you know, Pro Wrestling Illustrated and that Pro Wrestling Eye and magazines like that that would be at my 
local white hen pantry. And uh, I used to say to my friend, like, everybody in the NWA has a title. The Georgia's heavyweight title, the Florida heavyweight championship, the, the U.S. tag team title, the world tag team title, the, the Georgia State, you know, underneath, yeah. you know, next door neighbor, Route 86, you know, championship. It was everybody had a belt. And I thought, WWF only has three titles, the world, the Intercontinental, and the tag. Yeah. Every now and then you could see the ladies champion once a year defender belt on, you know, a Madison Square Garden show or whatever the case may be. But it's just it's a, an embarrassment of riches, if you will, where they just it's just not being used properly. It's not how you book champions, and it's just it's you're just flooding the market. I mean, you must understand that, you know, when you have too much of a good thing, it's no longer a good thing. So that's it's just ridiculous. So as far as Orange Cassidy goes, mm. I'm not really a big fan of his either, but not because uh, you know the gimmick. But for me, that you know, the gimmick is already pretty much played out, and that's because it's not a gimmick for television. He developed that character being an indie guy where you're in a different town every night with no TV. So for the people who would see it, they see it once and then that's it. So it's to be brand new. So, but when you see it every single week and it's the same shit over and over, it, you know, it's not an act that you have on television. It's a, it's, it's a road act. Yeah. Is what they call it. And that was one of my biggest things about when AEW was getting television and I said to my friend, because we used to book the uh, Young Bucks. They were the 2CW Tag Team Champions. And uh, I said, what are they going to do once they get to TV? And after eight weeks, everybody's seen every single thing that they can do. That's only two months of TV. Yeah. So, you know, you have to come up with ideas like injury angles and get guys off of TV. So now you're paying guys to stay home. It's the same thing with Orange Cassidy. You've, you've seen the gimmick. You've seen the act. You've seen it a thousand times. And. You know, I think the AEW is a crowd is a very forgiving crowd. They want to just be there because they want to be there. And, they, and in a way, it's a very positive kind of thing because they'll cheer the good guys and they'll boo the bad guys. I and mean, that's really cool and stuff. But I think they're kind of giving this gimmick legs longer than it should have because it's, what it's going to do is stunt uh, Orange Cassidy's growth as a worker to then go and develop this character into its next levels of development where he evolves into the next generation of whatever Orange Cassidy is going to be, simply because everybody gives the golf claps and the yay, we like the soft chop where he doesn't touch the guy. But if you actually gave him the real criticism of how you really think instead of just going, oh, no, no, this is his act and we love it and we're going to love it forever, well, you're just hindering him as a worker at that point. It eventually just becomes laziness and you just don't develop further. Agreed, 100%. I, I'm just not a fan. Um, uh, you know, it, it was cool for like a hot second, you know, and, yeah, and they, they, seen it. right. And, and then they introduced this belt, man. And, and I was hoping that, I mean, they got so many freaking amazing wrestlers over there, man. And I was hoping that they would turn it into like this, like almost like what the IC belt was in the eighties type, a type uh, uh, of belt and, and how you had, you know, Mr. Perfect against Bret Hart or or the Bulldog, you know, he was involved. And it was just freaking crazy, you know, these matches that we would get. And they got the potential for it. They got Pac, uh, Pac or Pac, however you want to pronounce it, just just out there. Like, this guy is phenomenal. Like, let, let's do something with him, you know. And, and whomever else they got, they got the world of, of, of the best indie professional wrestlers in the world. Like, I mean, do something, but they give it to Cassidy. And I'm like, what the hell are they doing with this dude? And and I don't know, man. I'm just I'm just not a fan. I can't uh, 
I can't do it anymore. I can't sit there and watch him. Uh, well, I, I, I will give them credit for the fact that, yes, he's had it for a long time, but they're not hot potatoing the belt, which would make it even more, like, less valuable. Yes. Just every week, like what they did with the Cruiserweight title in WCW, every week for, like, 52 weeks, or it was a ridiculous amount of weeks, that every week it changed hands. And they had a theory behind it, and I can't say it's completely wrong. What they were saying is, like, this division is so competitive that nearly anybody can be champion at any time. That's how good everybody is, is that it just takes you a second and then, you know, some guy's going to take you and give you an inside cradle, one, two, three, and slip out with the belt. So I, I got that, but there, it was just too many weeks of doing that in a row and it devalued the title. Here, at least they're not, it hasn't been on 15 people already. Like with, with the TBS title, they had Jade Cargill keep it for 60 defenses, go 60 and 0. And, uh, you know, it actually makes you think, ah, I can't wait to see her lose it. So there's be a point where Orange Cassidy does have to drop the title. And it'll be interesting to see how they have him do it. And I hope it's a clean uh, loss for Cassidy just to help keep the credibility of the title moving along. And they, they, they do something smart with it. And uh, I'll give AEW credit on that where they, they haven't really flip-flopped really any of their uh, – major titles like that even the tag champs have had it for a while mjf's been champ for a few months and even before that you know moxley had it a couple times but the the, the run the runs have been a lot longer than i expected them to be so awax jackson is comparing orange cassidy to the undertaker this is a <laughs> very very <laughs> big mistake brother i mean i understand what you're trying to say here but the undertaker and orange cassidy please brother come on all right so he says oh Oh, please, I watched a man act like a zombie for 10 years. I'm assuming you mean The Undertaker, right? Or, I mean, who he else? He for 25 years. Come on. Because <laughs> for, for you guys are, are making me scratch my head too much right here, right now. No, we we appreciate the comment, dude. But um, come on. Come on. Uh, and, yeah. and the deal with, with, with Cassidy is he he is, like, lazily kicking people. And that's cool for, like, a hot second. But it gets really boring really quickly. You know, that's just me, bro. I guess AEW fans, and, and and I consider myself an AEW fan. I support the product I have from day freaking one, right? And I still watch it, you know, even though I'm I'm very unhappy with it. Uh, but I, I, I think they're very, like, like Striz says, I, I think they're very accepting. And they just want to watch wrestling. And I guess it's fine, you know, so forget what I'm saying. But I, I just don't think the guy is very entertaining and he shouldn't you know what take the belt off of him i might feel better about it after just to take the belt off of him give it to somebody else let him do some other joint you know something to see it go to i a pack for one if they ever right, get him yeah. back you know i i'd love to see him hold it and dominate they should give some a gunther style run with one of these belts like they had powerhouse hobbs you know they they, they put yeah. the TNT title on them, took it away. Just like yeah, that. they did. They did hot shot that one. Right, like I bit. mean, like I mean, do something with Powerhouse or or the other cat. What's his name? The guy who has it now, I forget his name. Big buff dude. That that was he was on a on a Goldberg style run, and then they did nothing with him. Yeah. For I forget his they, name. They heated him up and cooled him. Wardlow. Wardlow. Heated right. him up and cooled him down, and they, they took too long to get right. him in the mix. They never had a real blow up of him and MJF because they were getting MJF ready for the world belt. Yeah. So they couldn't necessarily have Wardlow go in there and destroy him. So that was their own terrible booking. So the, to, to, they gave him, literally, as we said about the other titles being Constellation title, they gave him the TNA, TNT title as a Constellation prize. That, well, he's a champion, so, you know, he's kind of over, but 
having a belt doesn't make you over, right. you know, you just, and uh, without having that closure between uh, Wardlow and MJF, it just, he fizzled out. Um, Ajax is in the chat losing it right now. He says that, that is uh, true. New Japan does New have Japan 50 pro wrestling belts. has fifty <laughs> I think I think the rule with belts should be, and and this is strangely enough, at least at one point in time, something that impacted correctly is that if you have more belts than one wrestler in any any given division can conceivably win all at one time, it's too many belts. Like if you can go any further than the Kurt Angle gimmick in in Impact. Mm-hmm. Where he had all of the men's belts, it's just nonsense at that point. Like because that could that is it's like the perfect game in wrestling, right? Like it is like it is you now have every belt there is to win in a given show or brand or whatever it may be. It can't literally can't get any better than that. And if you have nineteen belts, you just physically can't do that. Like Ultimo Dragon isn't isn't a thing anymore. They're not Jay doing Crown, that, shit. brother. That shit was dope back in the day. You know what? But that was special. You know, you you saw him walking around with all those. Right. What the hell? What's going on yeah. here? <laughs> right. You know, but uh, not the case anymore. But anyway, let's talk about CM Punk. Uh, he's coming back. Uh, they you know they got into that whole brawl or whatever. I don't know if Bell's is familiar, but he 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 beat the crap out of uh, the Young Bucks and uh, and a steel bit Kenny Omega, and <laughs> he got fired. And he enjoyed it. Right, and that's I mean, neither here nor there. Some, <laughs> uh, some craziness, you know. But um, but he's back now, right? And and I think it's the right move to bring him back. They're paying him, right? So may as sure. well bring him back. Is he gonna um, fight the Young Bucks and Kenny Omega? It's the should. only fucking thing I want to see him do. I don't want him see him. I don't want to see him do anything else. If he's coming back after he got he left the company because of right. a fight with Omega and the Young Bucks, guess who I want to see him wrestle. Omega and the Young Bucks. Exactly. That's what I'm saying. Why else would you do this? Especially you're this semi super meta stupid company that does all these stupid fucking things right. with for all these insurance liability reasons for some weird reason. Like this is this is going to end badly because the CM Punk things always seem to for some weird reason. But uh, yeah, this is like that's I don't want to see him come back and fight MJF. Like I have no interest. Me neither. Me neither. Uh, you're, I think you're absolutely right. I, I, I want to see him fight Omega. I want to see him fight the Young Bucks. I don't want to see anything else. Street fights, you know, give me like, you know, like give me a a Hollywood back back lot brawls, whatever the fuck we're doing. Light bulb. (laughs) I don't care. Have them kill each other. What's up, Striz? The man is coming back, Mr. CM Punk. How much is it going to move the needle? I always make the argument that CM Punk is, I mean, he does business for AEW's standards, but I mean, Everybody was was expecting him to come back and change the face of professional wrestling. I don't think that happened. I think he came back and it was a splash in a, in a pond and that was it. I don't think it was game changing and I, I don't think it changes uh, the amount of people drastically anyway that are going to watch the AEW product. I think he, they might add a couple of hundred thousand more, but I don't think it's another million coming because of this. I don't know. Tell me if I'm wrong. And we lost him. He's oh man, he's gone. I thought it was Driz is froze. Sorry about that. Oh, you hear anything my, my wife he's kicked down. out of two, folks. <laughs> Sorry about that, but he's back. Did you I, hear I, anything that I said? Yeah, uh, about all the stuff about him not he's not gonna move the needle, CM right. Punk. Sorry. No, and no, the reason fine. why I know this is because collision, the show that he's going to be on, their first taping is in Chicago, mm-hmm. and they have hardly have sold any tickets for it, like maybe three thousand tickets for it. And it's like a 16, 17,000 seat arena. 
So he, even in his hometown, isn't going to have the effect that they wanted to have. And even if he did, it's a very quickly depleting thing. Like if they sold it out, sure, maybe he had two, three, maybe seven weeks of, hey, the show has really caught fire. Eventually, CM Punk's going to CM Punk and eventually just get tired of it. And like Bella said, all things CM Punk seem to end abruptly. Right. And I don't think this is going to be any different. I mean, that's just historic. Just look at all the runs he's had anywhere. And it's all of a sudden, it's like, oh, he's gone. He got in an argument with somebody one day. He boo-boo lipped and went home. Because, <laughs> you know, he's got $18 million in his savings account and certainly doesn't need this bullshit. Right. So he's not, he's not afraid to walk away from the business. And he's told wrestling fans for years that he hates wrestling and hates wrestling fans. So mm-hmm. I can never understand why wrestling fans are so willing to keep backing a guy that couldn't give a shit about the business that you love and couldn't give a shit about you and simply i mean he's doing it for a paycheck but we all do whatever we do for a paycheck so i get that part of it he's just getting paid to him this is literally just a job it's not because he loves it it doesn't it's not because there's some passion there he may pretend that there's passion because tony Khan's like can you at least pretend that you want to be here Here's another zero at the end of your check. Oh, my God, AEW is the greatest thing since sliced bread. I bet you Mr. Big Nose up in New York City couldn't run a town like this. Mm. You know, there's all the fucking ridiculous crap that got Cody a lot of heat in the office. You know, the, but Punk doesn't care because Punk doesn't need the business anymore. So it's, it's just, it might have a, a tiny little splash, but overall it's not going to be anything big. And if they do decide to use this as a split in the fucking roster which is the rumor that i'm hearing that there's even more belts to come mm-hmm. they're gonna need the collision heavyweight oh, title the collision international world heavyweight championship the collision tbs and tnt titles the collision tag team <laughs> blah 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 and so get ready it's coming we're gonna need more pants folks gonna... <laughs> every time tony Khan opens up a new a new uh TV show and 18 cows die because of all the then they need well, leather they for themselves. <laughs> Get me that cow, kill it, leather. <laughs> yeah. My man, uh, uh what is it? The the Ring of Honor uh collision championship will be made. Oof. Uh the pure ring of honor collision championship. <laughs> I mean, come on, this is gonna put a title on everybody, man. Everybody's getting the the announcer uh collision title will be made. I mean, they, you know, I actually I actually don't think. I can get down with an announcer idea. title. Actually, I'm sorry. I could do it. <laughs> That'd be, why not at this point? I don't even know how the it would work, microphone. but I like it. Yeah. All right. All right. I'm, not, I'm not even against the idea of them splitting the roster because they do have just they, they have, they have so much talent that 65% of it never sees the light of TV. Right, right, right. So this would be a good way because no, nobody watches the Friday night show. Everyone's watching baseball and football and hockey and this and that and they're not you know, at 10 o'clock on a friday night they're just watching sports center before they go to bed or catching the headlines so no, nobody's watching that and if you're going to have another show split the roster let's see what happens or keep the titles you have and if you have the international the aew international which was the mid-atlantic mid all atlantic championship which became was only that way for four weeks and became the international title make that the Heavyweight title of the other show. That way, Orange Cassidy is only on Saturdays. The only way to catch him is to watch Collision, where he'll be defending the belt and the opener of every fucking show that he did. The Ring of Honor Pure Collision International <laughs> Champion. Ladies Tag Team Title. <laughs> yeah. All right, we're going to get to the shout outs and then we're going to review 
uh, Raw for like a hot second, and then we're getting up out of here, but we will see you guys next week. Um, shout outs real quick. Let me shout out whomever's in the chat. Tapper Clapper, what's going on? A-Track Brown, the dirtiest of the city. What's going on? How you doing, buddy? A-Wax Jackson, what's up, man? How you doing? Thank you for hanging out. John Enright, what's up, buddy? What's up, John? Good to see you, Johnny. Uh, who else do we have here? Hold on. A lot of AWACS Jackson. AWAX is busy talking. We had TN Couponer. What's up, buddy? How you doing? We had uh, Colin Wysong made a stop, and he said only for the sexy people because he's absolutely right. WLR is only for the sexy people. And if you are not sexy, please see your way out of here. You know who you are. You <laughs> Get know out. You're not sexy. Yeah, you march right out that door. Right now. Now. Okay, this is unacceptable. Get the hell out of here, right? Um, what else? PW Hustle Zone. What's up, Michael Davis? What's up, buddy? Uh, good to see you. The Prof uh, Chabella Vela Cruz. How are you? And Kevin Johnson is in the chat. What's up, Kevin? Pat O'Neill is in the chat. What's going on, buddy? Hope you're doing well. Kate Van D. What's up, Kate? Hope you're doing well. Uh, and I think that's it for the YouTube chat. Who am I missing there? I don't know who that is. So, so thanks for joining. Tell a friend. That, yeah, yeah. We'll, we'll, we'll be here Tuesday nights. Anyway, who do we have for the Striz shout out list, buddy? Right. I can't wait, what's up? Who's there? Well, we got about 25 people on this list and a couple new timers. Hate them all. A, a lot of dudes from back in the day. Come on, Bells. Don't <laughs> <laughs> I know where you live. <laughs> he does. <laughs> it's a gorgeous place, the Bella Minium. You got to check it out. Right. Uh, at the top of the list, guys. I'm talking day one listener and a former uh, Hamid Media Group uh, podcaster, Old Athers. What is up, Athers? What's going on, buddy? Although I have to tell you, and he knows this, I have a little heat with Athers. He's been putting over that GCW fucking bullshit for a couple of months now. That shit is fucking trash. <laughs> and they're taking advantage of Athers, taking his money for those t- ringside tickets that he's been spending his money on. God knows he's got like 18 grand saved up in his bedroom because he didn't go to wrestling shows for like three years. Right. Because of COVID. COVID. And then, he, <laughs> then, the, then like the, the Me Too movement fucking killed the business for others for a while, which I don't blame him. A right. lot of fucking swarthy motherfuckers out there in England, apparently. And uh, he held to his guns and kind of took a break. So I, I, I don't blame him for that. But GCW Athers, I mean, come on, buddy. You have better taste than that. What's up, big Athers? What's going on, buddy? Get to Next see up you. on the list. Another long-time listener, Craigie H. What's going What's up, on, Craig? What's up, Craig? I think Craigie is like the most financially stable listener of the Wednesday locker room because <laughs> I'm following him. We follow each other on Instagram, and his stories. He's got like this. He lives in a mansion. First of all, nice. He's always like like using his smoker or barbecue grill. A little sometimes both. He's got like 95 racks of ribs on his shit. God like, bless him. The, the dude's living large. He's living out there living his best life. So good for you, Craig. No, Craig, follow me on Instagram. I want to see all this stuff. I don't post well, anything. You but have I, to I, I tell him what your handle is. Tell him what your handle is. I don't know. I don't know it off the top of my head. Next episode, I will tell you what my handle is. Look for me. I'm out there. Go ahead. All right. Next up on the list, and man has already been shouted out because he's in the chat room tonight. Jay Reezy Min. What's going on, Jay Reezy? What up, Jay Riz? All right, next up is Dale324. He had more numbers than that, but I wasn't going to write him down. What's going on, Dale? <laughs> What's up, Dale? How you doing? Yeah. First time, I think. Uh, shout out for Dale. Welcome to the Wednesday locker room, buddy. Hope you stick around. Give ship our regards. <laughs> up next is uh, one of Bellow's <laughs> favorite listeners, Frank's Pickle Barrel Ass. Oh, man. What's up, Frank? What's up, Frank's Pickle Barrel yeah. Ass? You got to love it. You got to love it. The names, man. <laughs> old school, man. I'm talking old school. Here's another newcomer. Uh, Rob Hart, 159. What's going on, Rob? What's up, 159? 
What's going on? Let's see another another newcomer, Rip City Home Dad. What's going on, Rip City? What up? Shouts, shouts Here's, to dads in general. Definitely and home. remember this name, Dan Heffron. What's up, What's Dan? What's up, Dan? No gimmicks guy back in the house. Ooh, how's it going, buddy? Still a gimmick. Sorry. Well, how's how's things in Canada, my friend? Uh, everybody loves him. I hear it's me. on fire, Steve. I was probably, that was probably <laughs> <laughs> uh, the, the, the guy who hit uh, Billy Ray up this week to ask him why does Steve hate me so much? Billy, uh, Big Ray Hernandez. <laughs> Big Ray and I had a nice chat this week, and he found out that I don't hate him. I just don't talk to a lot of people, <laughs> especially him. Well, especially him. <laughs> you may not hate him, but I certainly do. Go to hell, Big uh, Ray. Oh, Steph. Wow. Damn. He said it, Big Ray, not me. You know, I love you, buddy. What's up, buddy? How you doing, man? What's going and, on? Uh, next up is uh, the Golden Ayatollah himself, the uh, leader. Yes. Of, uh, the What's man who's responsible for 9 11. Rise on praise. Ben Hameen. What's yeah. going on, Ben, buddy? What ben? I'll see What's you on good? the Friday locker room this week, my friend. Tell him to stop faking me. What's that? Tell him to stop what? Tell him to stop fabing me on text. How do you, how do you how do you come out publicly and say that? Then I listen. He's like, oh well, I I faved BRV, so I of course I hit him up immediately. <laughs> oh, what you, you faved me, motherfucker? <laughs> Did he yeah, respond? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no. Damn. If it was me, I would. I would just be like, wrong number. <laughs> Next up is uh, the A Show with April Hunter, another media group alumni. I got to reschedule. I'll be back. I was I, fucking Colin's internet shut shut down uh, oh. the Andrew Bellows appearance on the A Show, which is wow, that must been a Andrew while. Bello, the A Colin Show doesn't which... even uh, do that anymore. I think it's Big Ray carrying a load over there. Oh God! All right, never mind. Yeah, Big Ray <laughs> carrying a load as usual. Sorry, <laughs> April. Pants. Up next is <laughs> by the way, she's a, a Killer Kowalski graduate. So oh wow, good. nice. Did not yeah. know that. In good company, yeah. uh, and a, one of the original NWO girls too. Nice. You know that. I did awesome. know that. Right. Uh, Michael Davis, what's going on, my friend? What up, Mike? What's going on? He's causing trouble in the He, he was in the chat, too. Usual. Yeah, I saw him. Uh, Shaded Resolve, that's his first time. Welcome, Shaded Resolve. Glad to have you around. What's up, Resolve? What's going on? Uh, Rastlin Redneck, another old-timer, as we all know. Who's that? Neck? I know. Who's that Redneck? <laughs> Colin in the chat. <laughs> For the win. <laughs> Billy Ray's favorite listener of all time, hands down, Armand. How's it going, Armand? Man, oh, yes. Go, why won't you go away? Why? Hardcore right? Armand alone. Why are you still here? Huh? <laughs> What's up, buddy? How you doing? We got to get the two of them together. I'm messing with you, buddy. How you doing? What's going on? Up next on the list, Colin Wyson. What's going on, Colin? Right. I feel like we've had enough Collins at this he point. He also hates Big Ray. Go home, Colin. Just, just got to say. Go make pizza. <laughs> but I've got it. Yeah, they're opening his particular uh, pizza joint in a week from now. He said to me, uh, "Fantastic." Chat the other day. All right, well then, taking like two years to build a fucking place. Should probably wait until the store's open feet. to make the pizza. I guess. God damn. Right. <laughs> and uh, up next is After Hours Abby. She Ooh. is a, an executive uh, producer for a buddy of mine, uh, T.C. Rastani, up in the Boston, Massachusetts area. She. Uh, Helps produce a late night TV show up there. She's funny as can be, and she does a great uh, British accent. She was uh, an extra. Not a lot of people know this. In the Harry Potter movies, they used her hands in some scenes. 
Texans. Wow. Nice. Well, that's dope. What's up? How you doing? And let, me, so, let, me, let me pitch you a show, After Hours Billy. We can do that. Um, I can do a bunch of stuff after hours. I'm always very interesting at 12 a.m. Well, Let's you know, it. I think she's single, Billy Ray, so, you know. Uh, you know, B- BRV's married, but, you know. And I, Well, I know you have a thing for British accents, girls with British accents. Gotcha. So, gotcha. leave it as it is. All gotcha. right, Mark at Sudden Damage. What's going on, Mark? What's up, Mark? What's up, Mark? New one. We have another new one. Hey, that's that. Jimmer Monroe. What's going on, Jimmer? Jimmer. <laughs> What's up, Jim? Yeah. Everybody's favorite, the one true Bobo. How's everything going, Bobo? Bobo. How's the business? <laughs> you know. <laughs> donk. Anyhow, next I have another long, long time listener and a dude who is just as creative as anybody in the Hummy Media Group because he does all the animation for like those, uh, what do you call them, the uh, Master Shoot Theaters. Mandir 666. What's going oh, on, Mandir? My dear. My favorite Chimera, half, favorite half, Chimera. Beer, half amazing. What's going on, buddy? I see him over at America Unplugged every week. What's up, buddy? Nice. He's a super good dude. Up good next, another long-time listener, Gammy. What's going on, Gams? Oh, nice, Gammy. What's up, Gammy? And then we have a person from a land who does not exist in the land of Australia, which, as we all yeah. know, we, it's a conspiracy you know, theory. It's theory. It does not exist. Aliens real, Australia fake. Get yeah, it right. 100%. You know, uh, Brent it, Logan, what's going on, Brent? It's been years now, and and he continues to put up this facade of of us. We all know that it's bullshit. I tried to fr- to fly over to Australia, and they told me that's not a place, dumbass. It, it, you know that that's literally what JetBlue told me. So I know for right. a fact that that Australia doesn't exist. Stop trying to gain me. Right. Stop right. trying to gain me, okay? Please cut it out. They, they call their money dollary dues. I mean, right. come on. Come on. You don't exist. It's Fuck out of here. Right. Fuck out of here with that shit. Right. And last but not least on the list for this week, the Andrew Bello. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Bello likes the tweet, so he's on the list. God so you damn can go it. and hate yourself this week, Bello. I do. I, well, <laughs> I do. I always hate myself a little bit. All right, Bello. I, I have to because the rest of me really, really likes me. <laughs> <laughs> Well, at least you know somebody has to hate Bella. Um, let, let's do it, Bells. Listen, man, we, we got to let these people know we gave them a bit of a warning in, in the beginning of the show, but now it's time. It's come time that we're gonna talk about Monday Night Raw, be it for a minute, be it for five minutes. It's very deadly, it's not good for your health, like Ice Cube said a long time ago. Uh, Monday Night Rawing your ass is bad for your health. That's what that's what uh, Ice Cube said, and then this is what's gonna happen right now. So, we're gonna give you. Five seconds, ladies and gentlemen. Five seconds to turn it off. Five seconds to put the mute button to fast forward. We're giving you fair warning. This is what's going to go down. We're going to talk about Monday Night Raw. The Andrew Bello, give us the count. In five, four, three, two, one. All right, let's talk about Monday Night Raw. It's much improved since we re- since we reviewed it. We reviewed it. At, at, at the worst possible time for Monday Night Raw here WLR, we had that, that cross to bear over at the Hameen Media Group. Nobody wanted to do it. They were like, you know, you guys have to do it. So we did it until we couldn't do it anymore. But we, we survived for several years reviewing that crap. And now it's actually all right. It's not great, but it's not awful. At least I think so. The only thing I really want to talk about here, I want to talk about... um. Uh, uh, Seth Rollins versus Damian Priest, right? Which was the uh, the the um 
the main event. But I also want to talk about Dominic Mysterio, who is the greatest breakout star in professional wrestling today. He is a thug of, of epic proportions. He's been in jail. He plays no games, beat the trash out of the entire cell block. I saw on Instagram today when he asked Rey Mysterio for a car, and Rey Mysterio only got him a BMW, you deadbeat dad. What is wrong um. with you? What is wrong with you? Anyway, Dominic, uh, Dominic is, is the greatest. I, I am loving what he does. I, I love him on television. I love everything he does. I, I am a fan, and I'm loving what he's doing with Mommy. I think it's dope. Tell me something, Bells. What's up? Nah, I, I, you know what's interesting is the little bits that I'm watching a Raw. Like there are components of Raw that I like. I just don't necessarily think they're always being used or configured in the right way. Judgment Day is kind of one of these things. I kind of like all of this. There's like weird parts of the the Ripley Dominic thing, the uh, you know the Balor thing, and now we've got a little bit of tension with him and Punishment Martinez or whatever the <laughs> fuck we're calling him these days. I don't know. This is how long about this is how out of the wrestling game I am, folks. I'm sorry, um, but yeah, all of this stuff is kind of cool. The Bad Bunny stuff was cool. The Yo, Edge Bad Bunny thing. was dope. We should yeah. talk about Bad Bunny. I thought and that the, was okay. To me, it's kind of sad. Bad Bunny swooped in and had like a way more compelling you know little narrative there than the whole than even the edge thing was but that's i'm just not an edge guy man i've just i've just come to grips with it right. it is what it is um but yeah no i like i like all of this i like dominic and ria but like the whole, the whole thing with dominic and ria is like we all know who's on the leash when they go behind closed doors <laughs> and then a ria man and it <laughs> <laughs> no ba bad bunny is is better than than uh than uh what is it pockets bro he's he's better than that dude I'm gonna go out and say it. Prove me the fuck wrong, okay? Bad Bunny was was way more engaging than Orange Cassidy ever was. I don't give a damn what anybody oh, says. Yeah. Bad Bunny was freaking fantastic. I thought he was fantastic uh, uh, in that wrestling match that he did. Uh, Mike Simmons, who is uh, clearly very smart, uh, a genius of, of epic proportions, says that Australia does not exist. What's Facts, up, Mike, Mike Simmons? Facts. How you doing? Facts, without a doubt. Okay. Uh, Steve, and, and yours is the only opinion that really matters here. What do you think? I know. What's up? <laughs> what do I think of who? Dominic. Oh, Dominic. Well, first of all, uh, I'll be the first to admit that I was the very first person to take a diarrhea shit all <laughs> over them involving Bad Bunny physically in any kind of matches when they right, first right, brought right. him around. <laughs> but he won me over, and I'm a huge fan, and no. he can do no wrong in my eyes at this point. <laughs> and uh, he is fan freaking fantastic, and yes, he is yeah. better than Pocket. Yeah, yeah. He's um, <laughs> Dominic Mysterio is uh, a lucky guy because um, uh, he has passed the WWE experiment um, where WWE is piping in all this noise every time Mr. Um, Dominic grabs the microphone to add heat. So as Pavlovian you know, dictates, the, the crowd goes along with it. So they hear it a few times and pick up on it and they take over. So WWE doesn't have to pipe it in as much. They still do, but not as much as they did while they were training the crowd on how to respond to Dominic when he grabs the microphone. So luckily the crowd picked up on it and they love doing it. And Dominic's doing a great job with pausing and waiting and looking frustrated. Like he can't get the words out when he does his promos, which is great. The um, synergy he has with Rhea Ripley. I don't think anybody saw that coming but it's worked really, really well. The worst part about that part that about that angle is that Buddy Murphy, who was in AEW, shits on their entire angle because he's actually with Rhea Ripley in a real relationship off camera. 
and does everything he can to shit on the work between um, Dominic and Rhea, which is terrible business to do. One, you're hurting your, your, your lady's business. Two, you're going to get heat with the fucking office and the place that you want to come back to to have a job. And three, if I were Dominic, I'd take you to the next room and we'd have a talk about that. So your Buddy Matthews needs to calm the fuck down. And I love Reason. Buddy Matthews. Right. He needs to calm the fuck down, take a seat, and let his girl play out this angle. Yes, we all know it's a fucking work. You don't need to say, oh, well, in real life, I'm the one touching her butt. What a dumbass, bro. Like, Dude, you're an asshole. Right. No one... No one cares. We're just we're just enjoying this for what it is. No one really believes that Dominic and Rhea are sleeping together. And even if they were, who the fuck cares? Right. Let them have their fucking TV angle. Let them make as much money as they can during this very small window that's going to be known as the Judgment Day chapter in WWE. You stupid fucking mark. <laughs> Love it. Okay. Love Secondly, <laughs> who would have ever thought that Fergal Devitt would be the most unforgettable character in a four-man band. Not me. Yeah. From his work rate from back in the day, and I met Virgil before he even went to Japan for the first time. He came over to Boston from I Ireland and did a... I don't know who that is. But there's a lot of people that don't know who Fergal Devitt is. You oh, tell uh, him who. Uh, um, Finn Balor. Sorry. Um, yes, as Bella does the, the uh, arm-raising thing. Uh, you know, his, he's a phenomenal worker who I think just got to WWE just, you know, two minutes too late. There's like a day late and a dollar short on him because they weren't looking to push him as, you know, that, that style of wrestling that he does wasn't has never been a uh, forte in WWE that, you know, I don't know if you want to call it Japanese style wrestling or it wasn't strong style. It was just very scientific wrestling with hold for hold, catch as catch can uh, wrestling with a little bit of um, fighting spirit towards the finish. Um, but I never would have thought that he'd be the, the most unforgettable guy because he was such a phenomenal hand back in the day. Still a great hand, but, you know, 20 years later and a handful of injuries will, you know, kind of take anybody, you know, a, a peg down or two. But I think Damian Priest has been killing it in this role. I see big things for him up ahead. Obviously, the office has a ton of faith in him to give him two WrestleMania matches with a, a property like um, Bad Bunny, who is worth multiple millions of dollars and, goes on tour and, and just yeah. is literally supporting a cast of thousands that help put those shows together. Think about that. One guy, one act, touring the world, putting food on thousands of people's plates because he's that fucking over. And they're going to trust Damien to literally put Bad Bunny's health in his hands in a match. That's how much face they have in Damien, which is very, very good. So to me, that says they have long-term plans for Damien. Maybe make him as big as they can. I would love to see another babyface run with him where he reconciles with Bad Bunny and they tag up and perhaps win the tag belts or at least get into a scenario or have another big match where they reconcile or something like that and take on the world together. But um, the Dominic stuff's been hot. The Rhea stuff, she's the epitome of a champion. She's shown that she finally has earned the spot. They tried bringing her to TV just a hair too early back in her NXT days. She had the personality, but the match stuff wasn't kind of coming together. She couldn't integrate the two. She'd flub in a match and then couldn't recover from it. And that's just, you can't go up to TV and do that. Her first WrestleMania showing with Charlotte was all right. Could have been a lot better. But now she's finally gotten to the point where she's comfortable enough on TV where she can take her time, stop, think about where she needs to be, and continue on while carrying on the persona that we've gotten to know as this current version of Rio Ripley. So she's becoming a, a fantastic uh, worker. 
Right. No, Rhea Ripley's fantastic. Uh, Buddy Murphy, nobody knows who you are. So it, it doesn't right. matter if you if you go and tweet uh, whatever you're tweeting about that because no, nobody reads your tweets. Nobody gives a damn. Uh, and more people know who, who Dominic is than you at this point. And so just stop it. Stop the nonsense. But he's the one that left. Right, right. So stop, stop. Um, stop. Uh, and uh, as far as Damian Priest goes, I've been getting into arguments with 8-Track Brown because 8-Track Brown thinks that Damian Priest is a good promo. He is not. He is okay. He's an okay promo. He Sometimes he borders on good, but he's far from great as a promo. Um, I don't see the WWE... Uh, well, you know what? They are going to use him, right? And they and they're they're using him and they're looking at him in a different light. He will never be Roman Reigns. So if you think he's going to be that, he's not. Just telling you right now, it's not going to happen. And that's not saying from Roman Reigns to John Cena, there's a big gap here. But he so, could be what happens in between Roman Reigns's. Yes, he could be something like like in like the Miz was or the or or something like that Seamus yes yes I I, I will I will go there he could be 2011 12 Seamus right that's perfect I think I think that's perfect actually um but uh, beyond that he will not be that take it to the bank um or uh you know Bad Bunny is 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 a bigger star than then everyone on the WWE. Yeah, well, yeah. then everybody had the yeah. Right, he's right. Way That's better than them, and it's just him. Yeah, yeah. So. But uh, but no, but but uh, just just saying, his his promo skills are are yeah. they need to be improved, in my opinion. That, promos are the, one of the hardest parts about wrestling, man. Yeah. It's just yeah. some people got it, some people don't. Some people don't. But right, right. As he's a heel, I mean, I think everybody's been doing a good job leaning on each other, and everybody's been playing to their strengths, which is what you do with a group like that. But uh, maybe down the road, if they want to decide to keep him healed, maybe they give him a manager. Yeah, Selena, Selena uh, Vega, right, w- would fit that role, maybe something like that. that. I mean, they're, they're already like you know together because they're Puerto Rican and the the whole Latin world order thing. Oh well, yeah, right? I could definitely see Damian joining the LWO. Right, right, right. So oh, let's see, cool. let's see what develops there. Um, that's it. I just I, we can we can talk about the match which he lost to Seth Rollins. Of course, he was going to lose to Seth Rollins. Seth Rollins just got the belt, so that was going to happen. It was a good match. Uh, uh, Damian Priest is good. He he's good in the ring, uh, and Seth is is very good. So it was a good match, uh, and that that's it. That's all I want to talk about as far as Monday Night Raw goes. Maybe maybe next week we'll, we'll have some more notables that we can talk about. Uh, uh, Monday Night Probably Raw. Probably not though. Probably not. Absolutely. You're probably right that that's probably not going to be a thing. But, you know, we're, we're trying to be optimistic here on WLR. Uh, so let's see what develops. Listen, guys, we did it. This is our, our, our return episode, the summer of Striz, ladies and gents. It just started. All right. And we're going to go throughout the summer. WLR Tuesdays, 10 p.m. Eastern live right here on PW Hustle. And uh, we're going to start uh, streaming over on Hameen Media as long as I can get access to that channel. Colin Wysong, throw it at me. Uh, so we'll do that, too. Do it. And then uh, live podcast. I mean, the podcast will stream on on the Hameen Media Group um, every Wednesday, Lord willing. Uh, it'll it'll go up there and you can hear the, the audio version of it as it was meant to be, ladies and gents. The Striz. Tell them where they can find you, sir. 
Um, well, you can find me on the tweet machine, I guess. I don't really tweet too much, but I, I'll throw shit out during wrestling shows just to see what people think of a little survey or a little thing to vote on. So if you want to follow me on Twitter, if you're not already, it's at Steve underscore. There you have it. The Strizz, ladies and gents. And of course, the Andrew Bello. What's going on? Tell the people where they can find you, bro. Yeah, it's me. You can find me on the Twitter machine as well at the Andrew Bello. That's at T H to the E A N to the D R E W B E double L O. And uh, check me out on YouTube as well. I guess it's youtube.com slash at the Andrew Bello. I think they do that sort of thing now. So you can find me there dropping all sorts of remixes and randomness at the moment. But I'm working on a new project that should have it out before the end of the year, sort of like a full thing like i don't want it's not an album it's not a mixed it's it's a concept it's a it's going to change the way people look at music (laughs) okay that's probably hyperbole but nevertheless uh, i do have stuff out right now and check out the uh the my remix to narco edwin diaz's song he's injured this year but my video's got nearly thirty-two thousand views so let's see if we can get that up killing it the andrew bello maybe we post that we repost it here on the pw hustle uh, 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 channel for the people. We should do that. We should support what you're working. Couldn't hurt. Um, Mike Simmons says, yeah, I'm with track. Uh, how's Roman any better than Priest? You don't get it. Roman is the face of the company. He's making $5 million a year. Acknowledge him. Right. That, that's what I'm trying to say here, okay? That Damian Priest will not be that, okay? And you can't change them. You can't. Uh, uh, if, if Damian Priest was in that position right now, he wouldn't be able to do what Roman Reigns is currently doing. As much as uh, I, I never thought Roman Reigns would get to this point, uh, he has. And uh, and the Usos and the whole Bloodline gimmick is fantastic. It's, it's been really good. And he's doing a good job at playing that role. That's not saying that I think uh, Roman Reigns is a next level talent. All right. But but he is the, the top guy in the WWE. And to get uh, a Damian Priest at that level, I'd like to see it. Let's see if they can do it. I think uh, I'd be... Uh, uh, I'm going to be right on this, but but we can wait it out. Track and Mike, what's up, Bells? I saw you raising your hand. What's up? No, I was just acknowledging. Oh, you're just tribal chief. Well, let's do that. Let's acknowledge the tribal chief. Let's acknowledge uh, WLR, ladies and gents. My name is Billy Ray Valentine, Billy the Kid, and you can find me in your mama's bedroom. You know the deal. Open your door. <laughs> Take a peek. There I am. Bring me my slippers, okay, and some breakfast because I'm hungry. Some orange juice, freshly squeezed. Not like Orange Cassidy. Let's get up out of here. It is WLR. Yo, Bells, what's up, man? Nothing, man. What's going on? I'll catch your punk ass down the road. We're still doing this shit. Of course. (laughs) (laughs) All right, guys. Let's take it easy now. We'll see you guys next week, Lord willing. Bye-bye. I like big titties. Yes, yes, he does. (laughs) He does. Peace.